The sun is out. Spring is here. A spring in the step, some would say, for Simon Cardi of the IGN UK podcast. I'm feeling buoyant, boys. How are you feeling, Joe Scrabbles? Very good. I thought you were just treating this as like you'd rebranded to Simon Cardi and the IGN UK podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, yeah. Uh, Jesse Gomez, would you like to join in with that venture? I'm just excited to be part of this fantastic podcast family. You're the prince of our revolution. <laughs> That's really kind. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I was talking about Cardi. You can, but you can yeah. be one. Of, you can be one of the. You can be one of the permanent members of the band. And you, I'll be you one, are of the, one of cool. the revolters. I'll be. <laughs> yeah, I'll be one of the ones that uh, Prince like kicked out meanly <laughs> for not playing to drums the team, man. fast enough. Yeah, it's uh, maybe we should rebrand what the the Simon Cardi. Show maybe just that absolutely pretty pretty basic. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe, maybe it won't be. Um, I've been playing Returnal though, so we can talk about <laughs> that if you want. That was a great yeah. transition. I'm actually very yeah. excited for this, and I'm angry that you've both played it and I haven't. Well, I'm sure you'll get your chance when it releases next Friday. That's your bloody April thirtieth. So. <laughs> uh, the new PS5 exclusive from Housemark. Always good for a. Uh, PS5 launch when it doesn't feel like a PS5 launch without a housemark game. We've had to wait a few months this time, but we've got one in the shape of Returnal. Jesse, you've also been playing a bit of Returnal, haven't you? Yeah, and um, like it's 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 a weird one because Returnal, like, it's not only a great game, but it feels like a great current gen game, and I feel like that's the operative word because when mm-hmm. I look at my PS5 library, it's PlayStation 4 games and multiplat titles. Mm. And really, since launch, you know, compared to uh, Demon Souls and um, Miles Morales, we haven't really had what feels mm-hmm. like, you know, a really succinct, fantastic, cool, current-gen game. And, you know, just when it comes to how Returnal plays, it sounds like how it sounds, how it plays, how it feels of all, you know, the haptic feedback with the dual sense. It's just, it's a great example of why, like, um, just console generations matter, because I couldn't imagine this game just feeling the same or playing the same on the PS4. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. We should preface, preface, preface. We can only uh, talk about the first two biomes of the game, which I've played roughly like four hours, three to four hours of the mm. game. I didn't get a chance to play any yesterday, which I'm annoyed about. But uh, yeah, the premium bar goes up, so we can talk about those first, like the opening few hours of the game, basically. Uh, yeah. I think there's six areas in total, so we've, we've seen okay. two of them. Um, and... Yeah, I've been having a great time so far. Like you said, it's the fir- it feels like the first time we've got a proper like Miles Morales felt amazing, looked amazing. Yeah. Same with Demon Souls, looked amazing, felt amazing, sounded amazing. One of those was a remake of an old game. One <laughs> yeah. of those very much felt like a semi-sequel mm. to a last generation game. Whereas this feels like something completely yeah, from the ground up new and it yeah, it just like we said, it's and that's what you'll always get with a housemark game is it feeling amazing and it definitely does that. Like they're just the way that they control arenas in any game I think is amazing and just how it looks like utter chaos at time but chaos you're always in control of. They yeah. like, I think they're one of the masters of that and Yeah, we should probably explain what Returnal is because I think a lot of people, me me included, have kind of assumed you know what Returnal is. Um, it is a rogue-like slash light because it has elements of both of those uh, genres. It's um, a, sh- a space shooter, fundamentally in the vein of Metroid meets Aliens, but it's very much 
modelled on that Hades sort of concept of mm. loops, learning more story each time in those loops, and just kind of incredible frantic combat yeah. that Hades mastered as well. Like sometimes it's a lazy example, and I, sometimes I indeed do find it lazy to just say, "Oh, it's like Hades in space," but when it's such an easy comparison that people can convincingly go, oh, I know what that is, yeah. then I think it's worth doing. I think I, I kind of, um, I've never really like delved into like Metroidvanias or roguelikes just because I've, it's always so frustrating where you can get a minute in, die, and you're kind of stuck in that loop. But I feel like Returnal's <laughs> different in the sense that I've only died a couple times and it's only been when I'm trying to face a particular boss. But those, yeah. um, those like cycles or loops, they last about an hour or so. Like it's kind <laughs> of a stretched out, experience compared to i guess what you'd experience in hades or other similar games where you could you know go in and then be out in just a couple minutes but i haven't played those games though no i mean we should it is definitely not an easy game by any means i do feel like yeah you can last a bit longer than other rogue games like you can you could very much die in the first encounter but yeah it's not set up that way it's not punishing right from the get-go and it's a good level of challenge for me i do think the boss fights are where it does pick up the difficulty quite a bit like yeah, 100%. the bits in between aren't necessarily there to trip you up but more to get you prepared for those boss fights mm. and it's those like luckily you know showing off did the first boss fight <laughs> first time on my first run no problem you know onto the second area but then i've only fought that second boss once and I can already tell he's going to be a bit he, of a bastard. He's fucking destroyed <laughs> me twice. And even before then, like, I think I've seen it being shared around on Twitter. There's this one enemy you face in the second biome is like a, a humongous stone box has like tentacles coming out of him. And when he's mm-hmm. first introduced, he just, he just plays around with you, man. He fucks you up big time. And it, it hurts a lot <laughs> to be just yeah. instantly set back to the beginning losing those you know health upgrades that you spend so long trying to scour around mm-hmm. and get and also the weapons as well that's what's annoying it's it's good frustration essentially because you want to go mm-hmm. back and you want to reface those bosses and just annihilate them but losing that yeah losing that progress hurts yeah i i was talking to matt about it and it's kind of he's put it in a nice way like it's more persistence in location than it is persistence in any sort of ability or yeah. stat boost so you don't carry over, like, you're not, you know, at the end of a Hades run or a Rogue Legacy run or a Dead Cells run, you're putting points and currency you earned into stat boosts and buffs and new weapons. In this, you don't. You just start. The only things you carry on are, like, permanent items you find on runs that help you get to new areas. So I haven't found it yet, but I've heard there's a grapple hook, grapple hook, a grapple hook <laughs> that uh, can help you get to different areas in sort of a Metroidvania sort of way. There's keys to doors that you keep. So yeah, that's the cool thing. Like once, whereas on a lot of roguelike games, if you want to progress to an area, you have to fight the boss of the first area again and again on each run to get yeah, to the next area. That doesn't happen here. In this game, no, you fight that boss once and then you don't have to fight him again. Yeah. And what's and actually kind of- really handy as well is that the second boss, because obviously I'm still trying to face him, you get to like mm-hmm. a particular point, maybe 10 minutes into the second biome, and if you've already faced him, there's just a teleporter there waiting for you to just beam up straight yep. to the boss arena. So you don't have to, you know, mess around and, you know, spend ages trying to get to the boss arena again, unless you want those upgrades, those so valuable upgrades. That, yeah, you know, I mean, really there's help. some very useful things. And like I said, there's like the enemy design is just incredible to look at there's kind of that live die repeat 
sort of mm. aesthetic to some of the enemies. There's obvious xenomorph uh, influences on some of them. And then there's some that just, you've never seen creatures like this before. Like you said, like the weird spiraling, flying tentacles and tendrils yeah, coming yeah. out of it. And just, yeah, it's just very impressive and I can't wait to play more. Don't know anything more about the rest of the game. Could fall off a cliff. Somehow <laughs> I feel like it won't. Well, that's In the thing, like... Of- Sorry, Sorry in term, you mentioned you mentioned like the Hades like narrative elements as well, mm. and I've seen those little bits of the house, which looks great. Uh, yes, yeah that, yeah, that was the bit actually. The last time I saw Returnal in an extended way, that was the bit that mm-hmm. really sold me on it because I was kind of I've never been like a super house marquee person. I'm not big into score chasing. Yeah. I'm not big into that. But when it was like there's a mystery and it's told in this like very surreal way, so if you haven't seen it, you'll just come across a mid-century farmhouse sitting in the middle of an alien planet um Mm -hmm. and you get to explore it in first person like that really works for me how much does that feel like it's a part of every run is that more like punctuation or (sighs) i so i've only like we say i've only done a handful of runs because they have taken quite a bit of time like i i found that house in my first run i don't think a lot of people would Mm. like I don't know a lot about the story. It's still very much a mystery. I couldn't really guess where it's going, but it's constantly, you're always finding like audio logs and stuff mm. like that, which build out like what has maybe happened on previous time loops because it very much makes it clear that the first run you play of that game is not Celine, the protagonist's first run through yeah. that planet. Like yeah, she's yeah. been here a long time. Like, and the story, I wouldn't say it's at the forefront quite like. Hades is mainly because there's no NPCs to talk to. There's no like hub world like uh, mm. the House of Hades and stuff like that. But there's definitely a, an intriguing story there that I can't wait to find out more of. And it's it reminds me of a way I think I wrote in my preview. It reminds me of Control in quite a big way. Like that. Whereas Control was kind of obviously a very weird game that brought like sort of supernatural alien objects and things into our world this is almost doing the opposite like you're in this completely alien world yeah and you'll just find things like that house just in the middle of an alien clear and you're like why is that here like Mm. it definitely has that intriguing it even comes down to key items as well because there was one point where after (laughs) i finished exploring the house i came across like a child's watch had no idea what it did at all but then when i died that specific item actually brought me back to life um, which was kind of interesting as well. But even with the house on my first playthrough, I ended up seeing it. But the key for it, I couldn't find it at all. And it's only when I died and then went back to that area again, which, you know, was a completely different route. The key was just right there in front of me. And I don't know if that would be the same for other people or if it's just like the mm-hmm. first time you see it, I it's think not it going to be, be there. So I found the key on my first run as well. Oh, okay. Because so it wasn't so it there for there. me at all initially. It was in a completely different place. Like it was in a yeah. side room somewhere, an optional place. That's but, cool. Uh, yeah it's it's intriguing that's why like it's very much as you'd expect from a housemark game kind of combat at the forefront and Mm. the shooting feels great the alternate fire options on your guns are amazing oh yeah that feels really good too. not only yeah not only does it look and sound the most next gen in quotation marks that we've had i feel like it uses the controller the dual sense controller in the best ways i felt yeah like it's using the triggers in like like in fifa and call of duty they've kind of you know, they've added the adaptive trigger functions, which kind of just make it harder to play at times and basically just add resistance to the trigger, not doing much more interesting things beyond that. Yeah. Whereas in Returnal, if you 
if you if you just softly press in L2 like halfway down, um, it feels really loose, and that's where you aim down sights on your guns. Mm. But if you give it a full L2, you push it beyond that halfway point. That is what activates your alternate fire option. Mm. So it's kind of a really good use of those triggers, and you instantly know just by you don't even have to look at your um at the UI. You can just tell by like how you've pressed that what yeah if your alternate fire option is ready basically which is yeah it's, it's really all very very clear it. and like easy to like get your head around if you've ever like held a gamecube controller you know when you well, push that, the yeah. triggers all the way in and hear that click that's kind of how it how it feels i guess in some way mm-hmm. i love that they're using the game tr- gamecube trigger style thing this far yeah, down the line that's amazing yeah it's just it's a really fun game so far i will yeah like i said before it is challenging it's not I, I haven't found it overly punishing yet but mm. i haven't got anywhere near to beating that second boss so yeah i don't know how hard he gets mm. um and like we said that's only a small part of the game so i yeah. imagine this is a game that can get quite hectic whatever the other the biomes like contain and stuff because we haven't reached them they're gonna be fucking bonkers i can't even imagine yeah i haven't seen them and we do actually get an email here from uh pittsburgh jeff he hey, says pittsburgh. jeff there we go uh howdy boys i just wanted to write in to talk about returnal the previews are rolling in and i'm happy to see that it's looking like it's going to turn out to be a great game i was a little bit worried playing 70 smackaroos the preview articles and videos i've seen have been comparing it to metroid and roguelites and also saying that the 3d audio and haptics are phenomenal being that it's a sony exclusive but i just wanted to get the lads feedback on this it's given me big prometheus vibes have a good weekend pittsburgh jeff respect the house mark um <laughs> it's i've seen a lot of people say this like i think i think it's more just the reputation of house mark people don't are not associated with them with making a, like a triple a like 60 70 dollar game what games uh, have they made prior to this well they've done resogun super stardust alien nation right um dead nation like they have very much been like 20 pound games like they've mm. been that sort of b tier like great games but like yeah digital only on the whole and not you know not your triple a like exclusive like sony making a massive deal out of these games sort yeah, of games. Yeah. whereas this definitely is them taking a step up from that it's the first time they've really focused on story you know if their games i'd say um and yeah, like I've seen a lot of people say, yeah, is it looks good, but is it a full price sixty, seventy dollar game? From the, the opening two to three out like three or four hours I've played, I would say yes. I don't know how long the whole overall experience is. Yeah. Like how many hours you're gonna get out of it. I do know that like once you it's similar in the vein of like Hades, once you finish this game once, it's not over. Like yeah, yeah. there's more to learn and more to do. So Yes, yeah, I I can't say if it's worth your money yet because I've only played the first few hours. But from what I've played so far, it definitely doesn't feel like a budget game in yeah, any way. One hundred percent. And even if there's only you know apparently six biomes, you're going to be replaying through a lot of these sections and still discovering new things mm-hmm. um, with every playthrough. Um, from I mean, like experience Hades so far. only has what four biomes? That's the thing. I, I don't. <laughs> I've never played Hades. Yeah. It's four. I mean, yeah, it's four major four ones, right? Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose to be fair, Hades was never a sixty dollar, seventy dollar game, was it? Mm. So, but yeah, I would like. Yeah, I would. It feels like a full budget game. That's all I can really say so far. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be worried that you wouldn't get your money worth money's worth at this point. But maybe next week when it's actually out and one of us has finished it, we could let you know more about that. But, yeah. Uh, 
yeah it's it's so far shaping up to be very good very it's it's i wasn't really interested in returnal until i started playing it i was kind of lukewarm on it i saw the trailers i was like kind of know what this is and i think i know what they're doing but i was pleasantly surprised when i started playing i was like oh this is a lot more like hades than i thought it was yeah and same that is here. a very I, good thing I, in my I, book like the game flew under the radar for me and i don't think that from the gameplay and trailers i've seen online before mm-hmm. you know the preview content came up I, I don't think it it did it justice until really you get your hands on on returnal and if you can you know get it for a good price then absolutely dive into it well yeah i'll let you know more uh any more questions about returnal joe or should we move on i think you've covered it all boys <laughs> Stuff. I mean, to there the extent go. that you are allowed legally to do exactly. Right now. <laughs> well, to be honest, I haven't played any more than the preview allows, so I couldn't even spoil it or break an embargo if I wanted to. I can make up some stuff. Good lie. Good uh, lie. The last boss is a giant wheel of Edam. What? Hundred <laughs> percent. It's going to be a cheese-related looking motherfucking disgusting alien bastard out there. <laughs> cheese-related motherfucking yeah, alien. It turns out it's actually it's actually a Wallace and Gromit spin-off and you're actually on the moon that they've turned into a cheese uh, hellscape. Um Sony's on Anyway. <laughs> talking of hellscapes, should we move on to more Resident Evil Village? Mm. We had a big old Resi podcast last week, but um that was before any of us could go hands-on with the demo. Uh I haven't done it because not into it and yeah. had Returnal to play. But uh <laughs> Jesse, you must have got onto this Resident Evil Village demo as soon as you could. Yep, absolutely. Sadly, not a lot of people could <laughs> from what appears to be going around on the internet, given the fact that it's 30 minutes. But um, in terms of the actual demo, there's weirdly enough, there's actually not much to it. Like, what is playable is a small, explorable like section of the village itself. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, what is playable is quite fun, despite the demo being, you know, fairly, you know, cutscene heavy and on a timer. Um, the new enemies, like the lichens or the werewolves that you've seen in trailers and stuff, they're leagues better than the molded in Resident Evil 7, because these enemies, they kind of work together, they hide, they jump over obstacles um, when they're trying to get to you, and uh, like Resident Evil 3 and 4, they've, you know, um, the return of, like, treasure hunting and crafting is back, so you're able to mix ammo, which, you know, was a neat feature in RE3, mm-hmm. and a lot of those, like, classic Resident Evil mechanics that was missing in RE7... Um, including mercenaries mode as well, um, is now back in Resident Evil Village, mm-hmm. which is really cool. I like the demo overall, but just the actual demo-like yeah. aspect was fairly poor, given the fact that it was 30 minutes only. But that's why I... Like I said, I didn't play it, but I did watch a playthrough of it uh, a couple of days ago, and it did seem about 60% cutscenes, which is what not what I was expecting, <laughs> seeing it was meant yeah, to give people a feel of the game. It's uh, crazy, because as I soon think, as I started, to- I was like, shit, I need to yeah. kind of... Like, it's like Ethan is on drugs in that demo because you're trying to rush through everything and like you want to watch the cutscenes, but the time is counting down when you're watching them as well, even when you when you're paused too. So you don't really get to experience mm. the demo as you would want. I think you, know, you get to shoot what like two werewolves, is it? I, I, I think there's like a little secret uh, like nest of enemies you can come across if you oh. do one particular thing. But that's the thing when you're playing the demo, you're running out of time and you want to rush through everything. Yeah, it's really yeah. sad. It's not the best way to experience it. Um, but t- tell us about what we, we we everyone really wants to know. What about the big lady? I mean, she she's not even the in demo? the demo, unfortunately. Oh, God, well, what's the point <laughs> then? Um, we did actually get an email about uh 
the big lady, the big uh, scary lady from Resident Evil Village, uh, because there's been a lot of controversy about how to pronounce her name. Mm. Uh, but we have a reliable. Well, I'm going. I don't know who this person. They could be unreliable. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Are you Fit saying, Pit. yeah, FitPit isn't a reliable source of information? <laughs> it's a Romanian source, and that is key. So here they, they've said, hey, lads, i got to tell you, I love your podcast. In my opinion, it's the best podcast from the IGN family. Thank Tied you. with GameScoop, of course. You don't have to put that at the end. You could have just left it at the best. You could lie to us. Actually, exactly. don't lie to Actually, the truthfulness of that, the honesty of it, <laughs> makes me believe the rest of this email is correct. So. Actually, yeah, that is true. Um as I'm Romanian, I can confirm that the hot vampire lady's name is in fact pronounced. I can't even pronounce pronounced pronounced. Uh, Dimitrescu, not Dimitresc, as in grotesque. It's the first time, as far as I'm as aware, uh, as far as I'm aware, a Romanian name is trending in video games. So that's kind of cool. Cheers and respect the conquer. Uh, um, Interesting. See, I would, yeah. On the one side, I kind of... Yeah, I would have said it like that mainly because uh, Spurs used to have a briefly, I think in like 1995, a midfielder or an attacker from uh, Romania called uh, Ili Dumitrescu. And mm. that's where I, that's always... And I remember, uh, I think it's Dan Prochescu used to play for Chelsea. Um, a bit of resi football. Less said about or... football this week, the bet. But um, that's where I came from. But on the on the other side of the coin, it's a fantasy world and yeah. I couldn't care less. That's it. I, well, you know... <laughs> Do it how you want to do it, but I'm glad we've got the Romanian take. That's yeah, that's exactly. what that's what we wanted. We wanted a Romanian it, take on it, and now we can decide whether to be furious or just not care because it's a video <laughs> game. Everyone was thrown off during that Resident Evil live stream when uh, the presenter said Dimitrescu. I was like, has Resident Evil Twitter been wrong all this time? Uh-oh. Yeah. I couldn't or believe it. do people care too much about the things in life that don't matter at all? I just That's want, also I just want to see her. I don't care about yeah. the name. Okay. Uh, the second part of the demo, is that this weekend? Um, I'm not too sure. I know that the messaging for this has been rather bizarre, but um, <laughs> I know that there's the castle portion that's coming up next. Yeah. But then I think you also have... A third re-release of it, which is the village and the castle section again, I think. But I'm honestly not too sure. At this point, I'm just waiting for the Uh, final game. We we detailed it all last week, so if anyone needs reminding, (laughs) re-listen to last week's podcast. It was a real treat, I think. Uh, But yeah, that's probably... I imagine that might be the last we talk about Resi until it's actually out now, because we've talked a lot about Mm. Resi recently. Until the VR game comes out, then I'm gone. You're just gone. You're just living there now. (laughs) Absolutely. Imagine imagine wanting to live there. (laughs) 100%, man. I can't fucking wait. One of the least welcome places I've ever seen in a game. What, Spain? Unbelievable. I've got a... I I actually can't remember how you say this foreign word, but I've got a Canada wife is all I can think of now. (laughs) Ganados, mate. Uh, Ganados. Yeah, yeah, Gernardo's. yeah. Get it right. You got um, Another place I wouldn't like to live. Well, <laughs> previously wouldn't have liked to live. Maybe I would like to live there in its current incarnation. Is Verdansk from Call of Duty Warzone? Wasn't it nuked? Uh, previously? How are you there? Well, come well, on, have a I listen. Would, right, come on, give me a second. What? How about we do this? How I'm about we so talk ex- this I'm through properly? I'm just so excited. Yeah, Call of Duty Warzone. <laughs> probably the game I've played most during lockdown. Has kept me going. Has kept me. Sane to some sense of I don't know. Obviously <laughs> not. <He> hasn't. Uh, <laughs> obviously not. It's done something to you. 
Oh no, it does a lot of things to me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, we're not playing that game again. Nope. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, this week, Verdansk, modern day Verdansk, we're assuming these sort of days, uh, was nuked, and Boom. one of exactly. So there was a big old event that me and Joe played. Uh, first part, you're in Verdansk. The warning sirens are going off. The zombies are taking over. Big old radiation clouds. Jesse, you look so confused about know, the zombies. You look very confused. Yeah, a couple wait, of months zombies ago, zombies into... arrived on Verdansk via a crashed ship called the Vodianoi. And the and... so they arrived in Verdansk and have been spreading slowly over the past couple of months. But do, do, do you interact with the zombies when you're playing Warzone? Yeah, yeah. There's zombies How that the will fuck come and kill I you. Miss this man. That sounds sick. <laughs> Well, it's all gone now. You missed oh, it. But um, <laughs> basically, it all culminated this week in a big event. Like the zombies, the crisis has got too much. Hundred percent contamination building <gasps> up to in Verdansk. So the only choice they had to save the world: destroy Verdansk. Got to get nuked. Yeah, Just I mean that's, often, that's evil, really. That's the easiest way to deal with. This. <laughs> like, it's not like they already have access to carpet bombing or any number of <laughs> normal bombs. What they've got to do is exactly. release nuclear fallout across. Well, There's no that civilians is, there. That is the best way to deal with radioactive gas and things. Is put more nuclear mm, radioactivity into extra that area. Radioactivity <laughs> on top. <laughs> Exactly. But the first part of that event was Wednesday evening, I think yep. now. And um, basically, yeah, you jumped in as a squad and you basically were given one objective and that was survive. And if you died oh. in that mode, you became a zombie. So you'd have to kill all the other alive players because naturally that would be your instinct. But you <laughs> had, there's there's a bizarre role-playing uh, difficulty there because you're still in your squad. So... Yeah. Me and uh, me and Gary, who we were playing with, Cardi, uh, both died, and Cardi was alive. And so, as a zombie, <laughs> I was then like the zombie trying to protect Cardi from other yeah, zombies. My, my escort. Yeah. That's so cool. event- eventually, during that mode, a helicopter arrives, and that's your exfil, and you have to try and get out of a dance. But ultimately, it's impossible because the nuke goes off. Dis- <gasps> the helicopter's destroyed. Mm. You can't escape the dance. It's gone. Nuked. You're done in. And then it was kind of left on a to-be-continued. Mm. And then the next evening, so last night, Thursday night, we went back into Warzone. And I don't know if you knew this about Warzone, Jesse, but they have a second smaller map to Verdansk called Rebirth Island, which I is kind of a more condensed map. Did not know that. Um, mm. This is basically where, it turns out, the nuke was launched from. <gasps> so there was a new mode last night that started with 15 minutes before the destruction of Verdansk. And basically, it's a fight on that map to be the person who controls the nuclear detonator yeah, and it, sets off the nuke. That again, awesome. very confusing. Again, very ab- confusing. Absolutely <laughs> bizarre that the idea is that all these rogue operators are just fighting over the opportunity to be the person that launches the nuke. Like they're, they're literally fighting and killing one another just yeah. to do that. It makes no and sense. Bragging rights. Basically, yeah. you had to hold it until it reached a hundred percent on this map, and then. The nuke would arm and you set it off somehow. Both me and Joe both were in possession of that detonator at different moments. Mm-hmm. Couldn't work at, out at how 100%. to actually launch the nuke. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. All it said was, the nuke is armed. And you're like, all right, can oh, I press yeah, a button? Like, what do I do it now? What, it I don't know. It didn't do anything. And then someone else picked oh. it up and got to nuke. So we were very upset. Exactly. We Bust. wanted to but be the murderers. Ultimately, the nuke goes off and out of the ashes... Well, not even out of the ashes. 
you then get a cool little zoom out to the globe and it starts spinning time is rewound back to 1984 mm. so the new verdansk war map is verdansk but how it would have been in 1984 but with some sections completely different to how it is these days. So <laughs> yeah. it's a bit confusing. It's, I don't think you can take it as a chronological uh, uh, right. like look at the architectural history of Verdansk because, you know, they've destroyed a whole area with like zip lines and like cable cars and replaced it with a dam in the space of like 25 years, mm. which is probably unlikely. So is that but, the game going back in time to tie it to Black Ops Cold yeah. War? Yeah, to tie it to Cold oh, War. Okay. So now all the ground loot in the game are Black Ops weapons and like everything's just, there are, I'm I'm happy because it's, it's fresh and new and there's also that familiarity. I'm a little disappointed. I thought there would be a bit more change with the yeah. map. Like, there's only about four, I think five new places of interest. Seven, like I think. big areas. Seven, okay. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's not a wholesale change. They do some nice stuff if you are a fan of, yeah. <laughs> particularly roofs. Um, yes, they're like, all there. There's I like a, um, that one of the big, like one of the major buildings in it is like halfway through construction and stuff like that. And that's there's like mm-hmm. neat little touches for people who have spent a lot yeah. of time and started to care about you know how stuff and like get, the semi-destroyed airport is now back to its like glory days and there's jets on the runway and there's like loads of like old cars and like everything's been repainted and looks like nice and new so it looks like a nice enough place to live now well it hasn't been repainted it's been earlier. painted for the first time exactly yeah. exactly <laughs> um, yeah we've gone back in time but it's the, all looking nice yeah one thing i wanted to point out about that second event the one where you try and arm the nuke there is mm-hmm. a, there was a good moment where the nuke goes off off screen and you hear the same voice lines that you've heard from the first event on the other side of that that conversation but then it just turns off all damage which forces everyone to just stop and look at the (laughs) nuke like the mushroom cloud going off on the horizon that's really cool and it was genuinely quite eerie like the obviously Mm. there are some people still standing there going and just doing no damage (laughs) bunny hopping but there were like 10 of us who all just stopped and looked at the horizon i was like this is actually quite a cool multiplayer Mm -hmm. event moment uh, during think, during yeah. the first moments, do you see the nukes actually touch down when you're on the map, or just like a? Cut There's scene? a little cutscene, yeah, so you don't see it in game. Oh, so it's th- not like modern warfare kind of when you have the nuke go off and you no, see it. That's the thing. I think if if you kind of if you're looking at this in isolation, I think this is a cool thing for Warzone. But when you look at the context of something like Fortnite and the way it's done its events repeatedly, it was yeah. actually a little underwhelming. Like mm. it didn't have the sort of storytelling aspect of those things where something was happening. They, they did the build up with the zombies and all that stuff in the same way that Fortnite will do it, but it didn't have that, that uh, you've got to be here vibe yeah. that Fortnite does so often. Um, and so, yeah, that was a little... Also, no one's ever played the full movie of The Prestige inside Warzone, which means Fortnite <laughs> is still technically a better game. Um, but, you know, good on them for trying. Uh, it, uh, it's, it's a cool thing. And the new map's the new maps an interesting thing. One thing, Cardi, I don't know if you've seen this this morning, the, um, mm-hmm. the director or the, what, the associate creative director has specifically said that the rocks of Verdansk will be more easy to understand whether you can climb them on the new map. That is very good. The amount of times I've died because I've tried to climb like a two-foot rock that yeah. my character can't <laughs> seem to... The, the, is... the rocks of the original Verdansk are some of the most bafflingly chosen uh, like interact- <laughs> interactive objects I've ever seen in a modern game. They are so mm-hmm. shit. So this uh, was a hot yeah. issue. 
back it, when you like, guys played it. It is pathetic how hot an issue it was. <laughs> yeah. We talked Toasty. so much about the fucking rocks. <laughs> but yeah, I can't wait like to actually properly have a go on this new map, see what's new, see what's the same. Like I said, I did my, um, you know, to, to mass critical acclaim, my 10 best roofs of the mm. dance feature mm. a One few of my weeks favorites. back. Oh god, it, it really did set the world alight. And I think I'm, I've did a little bit of minor research. I flew around in a helicopter last night. I think all ten of those roofs are still there, which kind of makes the point of that video redundant. Um, <laughs> but it means people can still use it, which is good. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just on a base level, it looks a bit brighter. There's more color on the map, and like visibility looks a bit better. So do you still have yeah, access to, to like the current? like day weapons or is it switch yeah. loadouts now you still have oh, all okay. your loadouts but none of the ground loot like you'll find in on the floor will be modern warfare weapons right okay. but in your loadouts you call in you can still have your modern warfare mm. weapons this uh, is this is going to yeah. be the fa- fascinating thing with warzone is a will it continue to do this because the next mm-hmm. game is looking to be a world war Two game so are they going to do- yep. go further back in time next they've said they're never going back to the original map ever um so do they go further back or is there a point at which Warzone is so big by itself? It's got like 100 million players now. It's absolutely insane. Ridiculous. Like, do they get to a point where they just go, it's its own thing. We're just going to, we're going to do our own mm-hmm. stuff and mess with it in our own ways. I'm really fascinated they, to see how they do that. Yeah. If they are sticking with it and obviously the rumours are the next COD may be World War II based or, or in the 50s around that time, like... I don't think they'll do a 40s or 50s for Dansk. I think that'll be the point where they're like, right, it's a whole new map this time. Mm -hmm. Or they'll just add a second map because that game is big enough to have two massive maps in it. 100 million people. It also makes it easy enough for them to be like, you know, you you, you earn all these weapons, you earn all this stuff. Uh, You know, some people have bought stuff. You can't take those away. Mm. So do you just get stuck at some point where you're just like well we just have to make a game that can be at least pretending to be modern so that people with like javelin rocket launchers make sense <laughs> in this world and i know yeah. i know it's a game in which it just had a zombie invasion but there you know at a certain point it will just be like this is dumb yeah. i did see some <laughs> tedious ones today it's like uh not necessarily tedious there's just like that i think we were spying as soon as we flew it was like oh well there's some anachronisms here aren't they like these zip lines on these buildings technically weren't introduced till late 2020 <laughs> on some of these buildings uh i think like there's like qr codes in the game which weren't technically invented till the 90s qr codes so uh there we go uh <laughs> if you care about again tedious i don't care mm. um it's a fun game but yeah also terrifying if there is ever a second map because that game will probably be about 500 gigabytes on its own oh my god it's gonna be an absolute mess but yeah i hope uh, everyone's looking forward to more warzone and you know what because it's a brand new map you'll be a a much less well it's not a brand new map but you know it's new enough it's a great point to jump in because you won't be as much as a disadvantage as a lot of people yeah everyone's out that's actually i think that's really worth pointing out that's been such a cool thing about fortnite the way it refreshes its map constantly i think there's something Mm -hmm. really good about how you keep the game interesting for people you don't get that weird moment where in five years time if you try and jump into that game the only people playing will be absolute experts at every single thing yeah um so i feel like i I don't want to miss out on what the next thing might be Mm. so i might install it I'd, despite man, missing good. the zombies yeah, I mean delete everything else off your console just in case because uh, yeah, ghost you know, it won't fit gone yeah. outriders dead uh, but yeah yeah, it's good That's stuff one day. 
fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know what else is fantastic stuff? Mm. Well, um, this is presumptuous. I don't know what we're playing. The Endless Search. Inside, it's a UK RGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Joe, what have you pulled out of your bag? Boys, I've made up a game. And by say, oh, by my. made up a game, I've like, I've just taken a concept I've seen done elsewhere. Um, <laughs> it, I'm calling it, and this is a working title. Chain brain, <laughs> chain brain. Yeah, it's 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 vaguely a take on go on name them, um, but it requires less work from me, so that's why I've made it. Oh, that's good. What I'm going to do is provide you with a category in this case of games, game related okay. category, uh, and I'm going to ask you in turn to name games within that category. I will allow challenges. Um, we'll have discussions along the way uh, <laughs> oh until God. someone can't name one quickly enough that I get bored. I'm not going to put like a five second timer okay. on it. It's just if I'm bored, I'll call it. Wicked. All right. We'll start. Okay, okay, I think I get it. We'll start with what I think is a, a relatively easy category. Uh, okay, so it could go on for 25 minutes. It could go on for 25 <laughs> minutes. It won't. Um, <laughs> okay. So don't worry about it. <laughs> Categorically say it will not. Uh, so this is. The category, games made by Capcom. Okay. Or published by Capcom, I'm going to say. Open it just in case. And I'm also so, saying only one game per series. Okay, yeah, I was going to oh, say, because yeah. that no. would get, yeah. get I would have won. Exactly. Um, do we have to <laughs> like, you, just name how many we have on the top of our head? No, yeah, no you're, going, turns, you're going in turn. One, one. Okay. Who's, so, going, who's going first? Jesse's going to go first you, on this yeah, one. I'll let you go first. Resident um, Evil 3 Nemesis. Okay, no more Resident okay. Evil games. Cardi. Okay, Monster Hunter World. Okay. No more Monster Hunter games. Okay. Uh Mega Man 2. Dragon's Dogma. Uh-oh. Do you ever just go completely <laughs> blank? Yeah. <laughs> My heart's pounding uh, Capcom. Yeah, that's... Oh, five. Is this... Marvel versus Capcom? Is that a Capcom game? I believe it is. I'm going to quickly do a check. Marvel versus Capcom. Please let it not be a Capcom. <laughs> Developers Capcom. Oh, okay. uh, can can you recap what we've named so far or no? No. Street no, Fighter no, you then. Can't. Street Fighter's in there. Go. That, that was an obvious one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, I'm about to let everyone down. I'm just going to go really old school and hope it was Capcom back in the day and go Ninja Gaiden. It was not Capcom. Oh, that is no. a, that is a uh, Techno Koei <sighs> joint. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Jesse takes the point. Chain brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have gone for brain chain. No. Chain brain, chain is, brain is good. <laughs> chain brain is better. Uh, Jesse okay. takes You're it. probably going to lose all the rest now. Dead Rising Cap- was another one. I actually. don't know. Yeah. Yeah, there's quite a yeah, lot. My brain just went completely blank on Capcom. Did Capcom make the Bionic moment. Commando? Is they that what it's called? did, I believe. Oh, I I can look it up. Bionic Commando. Now I'm really nervous. I don't want to Was <laughs> uh, at one point made by Capcom. Oh. This one mm. is games released in 2019. 19? Yeah. Cardi, can you go first, please? Yeah, Cardi's starting this okay. one. Okay. Um, 
Control. Control was released Resident in 2019. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yep. Disco Elysium. Interesting. Devil May Cry 5. Oh, he's not even challenging it. Could have been completely yeah. bollocks. Uh, FIFA 20. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Uh, Death Stranding. Was that? Please. It's either 2019 it or 2020. It was early, wasn't it? Oh, no, sorry. Wow. Yeah, no. Wow. Yeah. It was like September. Wasn't yeah, it? I'm getting my getting years mixed song. up. It was November. Uh, Madden. 20. <laughs> I, like, I really like this approach. You have the sport game benefit there. Um, Metro Exodus. Nice. That's strong. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm. Nice. Uh, the Division 2. Division 2! I'm remembering all the games I played when I first joined IGN. You're going, <laughs> yeah, you're going early, February 2019. <laughs> um, mm, when... When was lockdown now? <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh I'm going to give you f- okay. five more seconds. Observation? Observation. Let's look it up. Because oh. I don't remember. 2019, May. It helps when you reviewed them, doesn't it? Yeah. Luigi's Mansion 3. Mm-hmm. I think that's there. That's 2019. Pokemon Sword and Shield? I think that's right too. Pokemon Sword. Rage 2. Rage 2! <laughs> rage 2. Bring in, bring in out the rage. That's May as well. Is that there? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, da, da, da. Which, uh, okay. We are going for NHL 20. Love it. Uh, uh, this one will forever be stuck in my mind, as it was the first preview event I went with Joe. Days gone. Oh yeah, April. Sekiro. Oh, mm. is that twenty eight? That late twenty eighteen? March twenty nineteen. Oh, I would have been fucked in this round. I'm so <laughs> bad at remembering when stuff came out. Uh, Sayonara, Wild Hearts. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh, do you know? You just think of one, you get a flurry of them. Oh all, so. no, that's bullshit. <laughs> Apex Legends. Was that 2019? Was it really? Yeah, it was. It was, it was February. Like spring. We've had a few Februarys yeah, earlier. Everyone's favourite anthem. <laughs> was that that late? <laughs> oh, that's that's a d- mate. 25th of January 2019. <laughs> he snuck oh, in. I, I had that down as 2018. Yeah. Guys, is thrilling, isn't it? Uh, I love it. Jedi Fallen Order. Ooh. Was that 2019? That, that, I think that was. November 2019. Uh, Wargroove. Wargroove. <laughs> was that really 2019? It was February 2019. All your ones are February. <laughs> I'm trying to find mine back to like trips and reviews and previews. Kingdom Hearts 3? I think that might be there. Oh, I'm the fool. January 2019. Same day as Anthem. Ace Combat 7. Ace. I'm (laughs) a fool. That's so obvious. That's the 18th of January 2019. We're so close to the bone. Gears 5. Gears 5. 
Ben's making me nervous, 2019. Man. <laughs> Honestly, this is like pro-level play as well. I love it. Um, blood and truth. Blood and truth! <laughs> <laughs> He's got VR to dig into, Cardi. He loves VR. You're fucked. <laughs> the Outer Worlds. Wait, what game? The Outer Worlds. Worlds. Oh. Yeah. The Outer Worlds was October 2019. Shenmue 3. <laughs> Shenmue 3? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Big year that, wasn't it? November 2019. Is that That's in? Jesus Christ. The Link's Awakening remake? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you're right. Uh, oh, no, I've looked up the wrong Link's Awakening. It was not 1994. It was September 2019. Pistol Whip, which is a VR game. <laughs> I remember you like him, Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip came out November 2019. I'm starting, starting to get worried. I can't remember Untitled what game Untitled Goose Game. Yes. I love it. Super Mario Maker 2. Super Mario. Where are all these coming from? I mean, I can say the same for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running out now, like, scraping the barrel here. Uh, Yeah. This one. <laughs> no, this one must have been. Borderlands 3. It was. I just saw that one. Borderlands that 3. Huge. Uh, Huge I, shout. This might ruin me. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule or whatever that rhythm game was. Oh, yeah. Whoa, yeah you yeah, can't yeah. just say that. I mean. Cadence what? of Hyrule, June 2019. The, oh, the bat on his back with Cardi. This is absolutely unbelievable. How many more of there are there? <laughs> I think this came out when me and Dale were on a trip. Tetris 99. (laughs) February 2019. I think think Matt covered this quite early on. Total War, is it Three Kingdoms? Three Kingdoms. 2019. I just thought of a huge one. Days gone. He's already said said it. He said it. Carney's out. Carney's out. No, I had more as well. I just thought oh. hadn't been said. God, he's oh, gone. It's, it's, it's all downhill here for me. My brain's oh, spent. Huge I had a Plague Tale Innocence up my sleeve. Oh, <laughs> mate. I never played that one. Oh, oh Massive from that Jesse. exhaustive. Right, I'm going to go for one that has a much smaller pool and that I think you will struggle on quickly. Games released as Wii U exclusives. I just no. bought a fucking Wii U as well. Why? Because it's great for Wii and GameCube games in one thing for streaming. I mean, I have one, but I have about four games for it. Wait, so games Uh, that were just Wii U exclusives? That were released as Wii U exclusives. They could have come to other platforms later. Who's starting? starting. So they started as exclusives. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Wonderful 101, is that what it's called? Uh, Splatoon. Splatoon is right. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild? That's weird. Uh, it was, oh, was released. It was released on Switch and Wii U simultaneously. Jesse, you oh, have I was thinking the initially, initially that was a Wii U exclusive, but fine. No, yeah, it, well, it was like seven years before it came out with. Exactly. <laughs> Balls. I fell so quickly. You'll recover, you'll recover. You've shown pedigree. God, that was 2017. What a long time. Uh, okay, we've done that one. Which means we are moving on to... I think this one could be long. 
I'm going to go for the one per series rule again. Okay. Games beginning with the letter M. <laughs> it's me first this time, isn't it? It is Cardi first. Uh, Mega Man. Mega Man. Mad Max. Mad Max, nice. Mad World. Mad World, yeah. <laughs> Madden. Madden. Get yeah. fucked. And technically EA Sports Madden. No, that's so, bullshit. Uh, it's it's Madden. Madden. Come on. <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Mafia. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very good, very good. <laughs> uh, Is that you admitting defeat? <laughs> no, no, I'll think of one. Uh, uh, I assume I will anyway. Jesus. Mm. Mighty 101. Mighty 101? No, isn't, no, isn't no, 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 no
dance team showcases, workshop opportunities, and international dance competitions in order to be the protagonist of a great European dance tournée in Spain. Yes. So we have... We, I, I'm considering that a formal invitation for us to enter next year's dance competition in Barcelona. I, we, if we want to do We it. were talking about going to Barcelona recently, so maybe we yeah. do it as a... We'll do garage. We'll go and dance to some UK garage and blow their fucking minds. <laughs> we'll do the stuff they do in uh, 21 Seconds, the video, where they're yes. all on cages I and think that. We, we would ultimately be protagonist and win oh, that we'd, tournament. We'd be the protagonist, 100%. Yeah. Everyone else is our antagonists. Yeah. If there's any good garage dance choreographers out there that could give us some tips, write in to the IGN UK podcast at IGN underscore UK We promise you no IGN.com. money or participation. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was nice to get invited because we are known for our uh, incredible dance group. I think so. maybe, Cardi, you and me, we've done karaoke in the past. Maybe we, in, mm-hmm. maybe we add in some dance moves. Like, I could do Survivor. I've done Survivor quite a lot, Destiny's Child, yeah. where they do that punch mm. in, in on the beach. I could do that. I can do the little, um, the little uh, like I'm doing them now, the little like <laughs> fist and like torso, like chest shakes that Beyonce does in chest um, shakes, fist yeah, torso in the music video. Uh, you know what I mean? I can do that for a good ten minutes on end if we want that in the background. <laughs> yeah, you guys know your uh, dance moves for sure. Yeah, chest yeah, chest uh, shakes. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ch- Chest shakes and foot wiggles. Mm-hmm. I will be there for that. Um, anyway, some actual feedback here from a person whose name I haven't put on the email. <laughs> I'll look this it up while you do it. Okay, okay, okay. You do that. Uh, I found it already. Wow. It is from Nathan Lawson. He says, Hey team, you previously discussed the Nemesis system and how it's a shame that feature hasn't really been picked up elsewhere, and so I was wondering what other features, either gameplay or story structure, you would like shifted into some of your favourite franchises. This kind of loops into what we were talking about last week as well, about going back and changing mm. some games and what we'd like to like think could make, give them that like, a little extra boost. Uh, anyway, Nathan says, for Spider-Man, for instance, now we have two strong lead characters with their own supporting cast, would you rather have a Spider-Man 2 which has two slightly separate but intertwined adventures like Resi 2 Remake, or something akin to GTA 5 where you switch between the protagonists as and when different skills and viewpoints are needed? Really love the supporting cast from Miles Morales, and so I'd hate for them to be sidelined in future games. Mm. Uh, I agree, that would be... I think that's what they... I would like to see them do is that GTA thing, like you can switch between them at any time. Mm. I do think what they will do is more like they'll switch for you when they want to. Yeah, but I don't. I, I like the idea. Like it's kind of set up for the next Spider-Man game that you're playing as both Miles and Peter, isn't it? Mm. Surely. I mean, you had a bit of that in the yeah. first game, right? When you played as Mary Jane occasionally. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you weren't flying around doing. <laughs> Toxic. What? What does he have? Like electric shock uh, blasts yeah. at people. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'd like that. Like, I do like that. Uh, it's weird. I suppose similar to the Nemesis system. No one has since GTA done that kind of switch between. I suppose Watch Dogs Legion is an ultimate like experiment in that switching yep. between people in an old in an open world. But I do like what GTA Five does with that a lot. So yeah, I'd like to see that. I'm trying to think. This is one of those questions where I know I'm going to think of like eight things after this. But I feel like the problem is, I wouldn't. I'd like to see more games with like Far Cry 2's uh, playing off different 
like playing with different factions that actually meaningfully affect mm-hmm. each other in some way. Mm. Um, I think you you miss that in a lot of open world games. Um, and I know lots of people kind of brought up with with regard to the Nemesis system, like the idea that there could be a Batman game with different yeah, gangs that all kind of work differently based on who you've attacked first or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still know. hoping that maybe Gotham Knights has a bit of that going on. Wasn't that system copyrighted or like, isn't it secure? By Nemesis is, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so technically the Batman games could be where it <laughs> happens if anywhere yeah but, uh, yeah I'd like to see that um, yeah I'd like to see more into, like you have in the last of part 2 where like two enemy factions kind of pick each other off and interact um, I was like oh, good opportunities for that in Outriders I thought but they never did it once like the monsters and the human enemies never interact once in that game they're all separated which I thought there could be some cool like three way battles going on but, I liked right. um, it, this is a kind of a this is something that I think a lot of people will disagree with immediately, but I love in Final Fantasy X, uh, you know, the Blitzball game that people really hate, but I liked the Blitzball game. Uh, <laughs> Crazy. Mm-hmm. That's a game where you could walk around and, like, loads of people who would otherwise just be useless NPCs in the world, you can, like, talk to them and hire them based on their stats, and it gives this, like second layer of life to the characters. You can meet a guy and he's just some boring dude at the docks, but it turns out he's a fucking beast at Blitzball. <laughs> and like there's something about that idea of like giving a like an extra tweak to everyone in the world or or people you would otherwise give no second look to. Um mm-hmm. that again, Watchdogs Legion kind of approached but never really did much no, with all the people were just far too similar. I think that's ultimately a problem with Legion, isn't it? Like Yeah, there was no great need to recruit more than two people but there was like there was something cool about the idea that like you could come across this person totally unassuming and then actually find out that they're really good at something that helps you out in a different way like i love that mm-hmm. idea um yeah yeah I'll see some of that that works i don't know i'm thinking very open world game at the moment but i don't know i'm sure it's one we'll come back to uh jesse you've got some feedback i've got some feedback from mario he says Hey all, greetings from Canada. Thank you for keeping up the amazing podcast content. To keep me sane while my home province absolutely shits all over itself trying to figure out how to deal with COVID, still, my question for you is, what two industry minds do you think would combine to make the most bizarre slash outlandish game? For example, I'd love to see what would come from a partnership of Hideo Kojima and Joseph Ferris. Could you fucking imagine? Thank you, and of course, respect the goddamn sea. Uh... Of course, respect the sea. Uh, Deki Kamiya and Ken Levine like big mad like actually well thought through narrative game with Mm. Kamiya's obsession with making action feel good because you know I love Bayonetta I fucking love Bayonetta but (laughs) the idea of the story of that game being anything to think about is stupid Mm -hmm. Uh, so I love the idea of marrying that with someone who actually thinks about that stuff Eva like one of PlayStation's great like story directors, so a Corey Barlog or a Neil Druckmann. Mm-hmm. One of those, either of those, take your pick, whoever you prefer. With Yoko Taro doing his madness. I mean, I feel like it. I feel like we've done two very similar ideas. Here, yeah, which is exactly. Like, get a cool Japanese crazy guy and, <laughs> yeah. and thoughtful American man. <laughs> yeah, let's. I'm thinking that sort of that is sort of what you want. Um, I want yeah. to. Oh. I mean, Jeff Kaplan's free now, so let's get Jeff involved because he's just a lovely man, <laughs> <laughs> and him just with anyone. Him and Shinji Mikami. 
Right, or Shinji Mikami working on like uh, a really thoughtful competitive shooter would genuinely be quite interesting. Like, what would mm-hmm. what would Mikami's sensibilities about action bring to uh, like an arena shooter? I think that could I mean, genuinely be quite cool. From like Resident Evil Four and God Hand, he's pretty good when it comes to action. So yeah, that could mm-hmm. be fun. High hopes. Who else? Yeah. Dan Hauser, he's free. What could he do? Dan Hauser. Uh, we're just naming big directors now, aren't we? Of, uh, just get one games. of them GTA boys to work on something. Well, actually, do you know what? Stupid. Let's just make it happen. Um, get Miyamoto and Joseph Farris to make the ultimate uh, <laughs> co-op, game. co-op like yeah. Mario game. You, the I, ultimate. Yeah. I really like that. Or, um, yeah. or you get Koizumi, the guy that did loads of the later 3D Marios on that. Mm-hmm. Dan Hauser and Miyamoto to make a Zelda. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Well, you'd want you'd want uh, Breath of the Wild boy Sujibasa. You would. That's true. That but maybe I want to go old school with it. Not Sujibasa. Sujihara. Sujibasa is oh. a different guy. I think he's Monster Hunter. <laughs> anyway, why don't you uh, again IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN dot com for uh, your little dream partnerships. And do you know what? It doesn't have to be a game. Just in life, I don't know. Maybe you want to see Gordon Ramsay uh, cooking with cooking mama. Who knows? I'd like to see that. <laughs> well, that's just him still cooking. Surely you want him to do Actually, something Gordon mad. Ramsay got a game? Has he got mm. like a mobile game, Gordon Ramsay? hundred percent, he must. He must have like a shit tying game on the Wii or DS or something. Something he regrets. I think. I think he might, might have a mobile game. Uh, no what Sorry, he doesn't these days. No one email me. It's Fujibayashi. Is the <laughs> 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 he's the breath of the wild You're director? It up. Yeah, because Sujihara uh, is the CEO of Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I've written a lot of news recently, all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, I think there was uh, a PS to that email, Jesse, as well. Yeah, there certainly was. He continues saying, Real quick for the bizarre food thing, when I was like five or ten years old, my grandma used to regularly make me a thing where she basically just beat together egg whites and an unholy amount of sugar in a cup until it became almost like a thick icing you'd put on a cake? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> And she would just uh, give me that to eat. Absolutely horrible, looking back on it now. That that's like, basically what meringue is, isn't yeah, it? That's yeah, that's meringue. That's how you make it, right? Yeah. Except you're not baking icing. it. Or... I'm not a meringue yeah. boy, so I don't really know. You don't I'm, like mer- I love I'm not meringue. a meringue boy. I don't like the texture oh, of yeah. it. Like, no, it's I just... love the chewy, chewy inside I don't of mind, meringue. I don't mind the chew, oh. but the, yeah, it's the crisp. I'm not into the crisp. Really? Oh, I like do you like it. cotton candy? No. I fucking I, hate it. I do it's like disgusting. cotton candy. That's the thing. I love the melt. Mm. The mouth feel is grim. Mm. Into the, I'm into the mouth feel. I've got this. Ah, I like the meringue a lot. To close us out from, <laughs> as as he puts it, Steve of North Wales, which sounds like he's a boss. <laughs> <laughs> as I, in a, I think I um, killed him in Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I killed Steve of North Wales. <laughs> Dear Defoe Dong devotees, thank you very much. What? Long time, first time. We, you know, we're Willem Defoe's Dong. He's a powerful mm. dude. Yes. Long time, first time. He has a big knob, doesn't he, Jesse? <laughs> Look it. it up. Gifts. Long time, <laughs> first time. Love the work you do. Would listen to your podcast solely for the banter. Do we banter? Mm-hmm. Is that what we do? I feel, I feel like we've done a little bit today. We've done like a would, few minutes of banter. Would you yeah. say it gets yeah. to the level of bants? Or are we just the... the... Mm, nah, I feel like we're banter. Yeah, we're banter. Uh, we're the, we're the, we're the yeah. thinking man's bants. This conversation feels incredibly aged. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. The video game and movie slash TV chat is a happy bonus. You recently discussed games that would have good Snyder cuts. And this is actually mm-hmm. a really great shout when I read this. 
one I instantly thought of was Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. I never played the original Legacy of Kane Blood Omen, but picked up Soul Reaver and loved it. Subsequently, I played through the rest of the series and loving the story and gameplay, except Blood Omen 2. What the fuck? Although I appreciate this may not have been a popular opinion. What I didn't realise at the time is that Soul Reaver was a half-finished game and that the flash-forward scene and the ending were sections originally meant to be in the game. I fell down a rabbit hole in the internet finding out about all the cut content following a group of very enthusiastic sleuths who spoke with developers and dug around in game files, etc. Although the subsequent sequels probably were an improvement in many aspects. I remember thinking Defiance's combat system was sweet. I do wonder how much more expansive and coherent the original Soul Reaver would have been with more money and time. Obligatory ocean ovation, Steve of North Wales. (laughs) Hit those triple O's. P.S. Um, Just had a mooch around the internet, as it's been ages since I thought about Legacy of Kane, and found out a proposed next entry in the series was canned. It seemed like they did a bunch of work on it, too. Have you guys ever felt robbed by the industry when a game in development has been axed? <laughs> yes. We can get back to that in a minute. Scale but, bound. Uh, anyway, carry yeah, on. I knew you'd oh, go straight into that. that. Uh, I'll go Agent. Don't know what it was, but I want a yeah. Rockstar Spy game or whatever it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Legacy of Kane. It's not a series I ever got into, but I know there's. A, I mean, I know Tamor Hussein for one is a massive fan. I would love Absolutely. to. It's like an action uh, third person slasher kind of thing. I could, mm-hmm. I've never actually looked at what they, it is. They teased people as well by putting an Easter egg in the uh, Astro Bot game on uh, the launch game for PS5 mm-hmm. as well. So they're mm. still thinking about it. It's still there. Yeah, you never know. It, it did the whole two world thing, right? It was like there was a material world and a spectral world, and you, like there was lots of really interesting thinking. And I think there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not a big Legacy of Kane guy, but I've definitely read about it a lot. Um, but it wasn't there a whole bunch of stuff with like there are different kinds of. Are there different kinds of vampires, or are they just some <clears throat> vampires? Can't remember. But right. I know, I know that was an Amy Hennig directed it like early oh, on. Mm-hmm. Um, and Is it a so, PS2 game? Uh, PS1. PS1. Yeah, PS1. Oh. You can get it on okay. Vita. Um, f- actually, and you can continue to get it. And I was PC. about to say for a little while, and then I realised they went back on that, which was great news. Well done, PlayStation, yeah. for not doing the shit thing. Mm. Uh, it's on PC, and I think it was on Dreamcast as well. Was it? I think it might have been a Dreamcast. It was game. on Dreamcast, you're right. Um, mm. But that's one of those games that people talk about so fondly, for, and ha- have done for my entire career and mm-hmm. i def- i bought mm. it on vita and i have never played it so maybe i need to do that mm. probably a good call yeah i think it's yeah, definitely show. one if they if they did a full remake of that i'd, I'd definitely be interested so jesse any games yeah, you felt robbed that. of oh yeah 100 percent man that's, that's gonna be <laughs> all resident uh, evil games that never happened yeah chance. pretty much resident evil <laughs> outbreak file 3 which was uh-huh. cancelled in 2003 a lot of people yeah like to take the piss out of outbreak but they haven't played it and it really was ahead of its time mm-hmm. for being able to have co-op like resi action back on the playstation so an outbreak mm-hmm. file 3 was gonna have like 18 levels and then they just had to axe the game and it's very sad because it's a lot of people so. still play it today and it's very fun mm-hmm. i thought i imagine you would quite like to see what silent hills was as well yeah i mean i never even got the chance to play silent hills unfortunately i didn't have a ps4 well, back no in the one. day no one did. True. Can, uh, Cancelled specifically <laughs> because it was apparently shite, but I've always wanted really? to play... Not that. Um, I've oh, always right. wanted to play uh, Project... Project. Leaking info that Silent <laughs> Kojima Silent Hills what? was just terrible. <laughs> That's why he left. Um, no, Project Hammer. Do you remember that? It was a Is Wii... It, wasn't it a 360 it was a gri- game? No, it was a gritty Wii game. Um, and it was Nintendo's then-American oh. development studio... I remember uh, this. 
making uh yeah pro- i think i talk- may have talked about this briefly last week but they were making a, gr- a gritty game where you use the wiimote and it was just a big hammer and you smashed everything up there's tons um, of gameplay on, on youtube isn't yeah there's there loads out there it was really yeah. far along but um yeah apparently nintendo just hated the work and a lot and apparently the working conditions of the american studio were very very poor which people That's forget um but uh I've just always loved the idea of like having a big hammer and smashing shit up, and I'm sad that I didn't get that game. Um, it would have just would sounded be. fun, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. Oh well, never to be. Uh, uh, I don't know if there's. Let me see if there's any Returnal music out there yet, because the music in that game is very good. I don't know if there is. Like you, a love a, mix, you love a bleep and a bloop, and I bet I it's do. bleeping oh. and blooping. It's nice. Very, it's very good. Um, yeah, I don't know what we'll do for music. Maybe it'll just be a surprise. Just rap. For, just rap. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it. I'm not going to rap. I, I should Coward. not rap. Uh, I can dance, though, at the Barcelona 2022 Dance Championships, oh. and that's what we're all I know exactly do. what you need to play. Our, oh, our favourite song from Warzone. seconds. No, 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 no. Our, fav- <laughs> our, fa- our favourite song from Warzone, Cherry Pie. Cherry pie, it's got to be. And it now is perfectly fitting the 80s theme of a dance because yeah. we fly around in the chopper listening to cherry pie. I just oh, I just want to point out, before you listen to this bit of cherry pie, <laughs> I find it much funnier to listen to cherry pie and read nothing into the metaphor and just imagine that this is actually a man singing about a cherry pie because it, there is a point where he says it will make a grown man cry and that is so funny if you're thinking of an actual cherry pie i just want to leave that with you enjoy yourself brilliant enjoy Bye. cherry pie <laughs> goodbye Bye.